Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I want to say thank you for making time to be with me today and letting me come right into your space. It's quite a privilege that we can meet together every day to study the Bible, and we're believing for a revival of the Bible in the modern church. Say amen. But today we're going to begin a brand new series, which is called The Point of No Return. The subtitle says, Tackling Your Next New Assignment. Are you ready for this? With Courage and common sense. It's not enough just to have courage. You've got to match it with common sense. It takes both courage and common sense to do whatever it is that God's asking you to do. And today I'm going to be sharing a lot from my own life about moments when God has called me and Denise in our ministry to pass the point of no return. It's going to really be encouraging to you. But this is a 10-part series, and it comes with a great study guide. And right now we're also offering you my book, by the same title, and I just love this book. I wrote this book when we first moved to the Soviet Union and we had just passed the point of no return. So it really flowed out of my heart. It flowed out of my life. It is such an anointed book. The back says, Adventure Beyond Anything You've Ever Imagined Awaits You. I want you to have this book. You can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that we're here to pray for you. So if you'll call us, and we're waiting for the phone to ring right now, or send us your email. The moment it shows up in the inbox or the moment the phone rings, we're going to find out what is your need, and we're going to begin to pray with you. You can pray by yourself. Of course you can. But Jesus talked about agreement and prayer in Matthew 18, verse 19. And he said, if two of you will agree as touching anything, I'll do it. So if you'll call us or write to us, we'll get into agreement and Jesus will do it. Hey, at the end of the program today, my announcer is going to tell you how you can get all of these resources and a lot more. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Today, we're beginning a brand new series called The Point of No Return. And I want you to reach for your Bible and open your Bible to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, where the Bible says, Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. This was a moment when Joshua had to step into a position of leadership. I would guess that he probably said, hey, could I just have a few more moments? I just need to talk to Moses one more time. But Moses was dead. He couldn't turn the clock back. He had no choice now except to arise and do what God was asking him to do. Well, let's talk about that phrase, the point of no return. And I just want to read you a little bit from my book by that name, The Point of No Return. Listen to this. The term, the point of no return, is a navigational term that can be illustrated by the following example. When Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic Ocean for the first time, there came a moment in his trip when it was impossible for him to return home to America because he only had enough fuel to continue onward. Lindbergh had reached the point of no return. And I've learned that in life, there comes that moment. When you say to the Lord for years and years, oh God, I just want this opportunity. Oh Lord, if you would just open this door for me and suddenly the door opens, the opportunity comes 
and you no longer have the ability to say, give me a few more moments to think about this. It's time to act. That is the point of no return. And I want to read to you from page 13 from the point of no return. Stepping out in faith to accomplish something new and adventuresome that God has asked you to do, something you've never done before, can be scary. <laughs> Say amen. I know that. I've done it several times. The reason it's scary is not because you're certain that you'll fail or that God will prove unfaithful to help you. It's just daunting because it's something you've never done before. The prospect of entering into unknown territory can make you feel a little shaky on the inside. And as you approach the moment when you know you can't turn back, are you at that moment in your life right now? Listen to this. As you approach the moment when you know you can't turn back that instant in time, when you realize the past is gone and your only option is to press ahead to do the will of God, you probably feel conflicting emotions like an earthquake in the pit of your stomach. After all the years of praying for this moment to come, it's finally here. <laughs> Reality is striking hard and fast. You wish you could turn back the clock and think about it for just a few more days, but that is no longer an option. Your time to step out in faith has finally come. The days when you could get away with passing off your responsibility to someone else are gone. You can no longer back up, slow down, give the lead to someone else, or just say, I'll get to it later. Yesterday's luxury of saying, Someday is now a memory from the past. The time of delaying the inevitable is over. You've just reached the point of no return. Now listen to this. There are many times in people's lives when they face the point of no return. Some of these occasions are small and seemingly insignificant, such as a person taking his first dive off of a diving board or making his first entrance in a school play. But each time I personally faced the point of no return, whether it was large or small, a complex mix of overwhelming feelings has welled up deep from within me, including excitement, anxiety, and a sense of eternal destiny. These feelings arise in all of us whenever we step out in faith to obey God. We're moving beyond what is familiar and comfortable into the unknown, just as Peter felt when he stepped out of the boat onto the raging sea to walk toward Jesus. And if you feel a little trepidatious when you pass the point of no return and you begin something new, well, welcome to the gang. Everybody has to confront that. And today I'm going to give you several examples from my own life that I believe you can relate to. And I just gave you one. The first time I dove off of a diving board. Can you remember the first time you took a dive into a pool? I stood on that diving board. I walked back. I stepped off. I got back on. I walked to the end. I looked at the water. I was so afraid to jump. But you know, once you take the leap, you can't turn back. I remember that so very well. It was a new block swimming pool in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the biggest public swimming pool in Tulsa. I can still remember feeling the trepidation as I stood on the end of that diving board looking down at that water. But a moment came when it was time to get off the diving board or jump. It was the point of no return. I can remember the day that I got saved. I sat in the pew. The church began to sing just as I am. And when that song began, the Holy Spirit began touching my heart, and I knew it was my time to give my heart to Jesus. 
I stood there and listened. I thought about it. I felt the Holy Spirit compelling me to go to the front. And I had to work up the nerve to step out into the aisle and walk down to the front. That was the point of no return when I gave my life to Jesus. Can you remember the point of no return when you gave your life to Jesus? Finally, you did it and it changed your life. Or I remember when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I, yay, yay, talk about the point of no return. I'd been raised in a denominational setting where we didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No one in my personal family would embrace what I was about to do. And I ventured beyond the confines and the comfort of our denominational setting to see if I could learn something new about the Holy Spirit. And I remember the very first time I went to a meeting where people spoke in tongues. It was the point of no return. I thought about it. Should I go? Should I not go? What will my family say? But I knew God was calling me. I had to push beyond myself. And once I did, my friends, wow, I found a supernatural life that was awaiting me. I remember when I went to the university and the first time I ever prophesied, I had to pass the point of no return. I was attending a wonderful fellowship. I had not met Denise yet. I was attending every week, just could hardly wait to get to those services and the gifts of the Holy Spirit were in operation in that church. I didn't want to miss a service because people were falling under the power. People were prophesying. There were messages in tongues. People were having visions and revelations. It was just exploding with the life of God. And one day during worship, suddenly the service became quiet and my heart began beating. And I knew God wanted me to speak a prophetic word. I'd never done that before. I'd heard others do it. I even wished that I could do it, but now the moment came and it was my turn to speak a prophetic word. And I remember holding onto the metal chair in front of me thinking, I just don't know if I can do this. I just don't know if I could do this. And you know what? I didn't do it. Eventually that moment passed and I lost the opportunity. The next week when I came to church, another quiet moment came. My heart began beating and pounding, and I knew, ah, the Holy Spirit's telling me I need to prophesy, but I had never said, thus saith the Lord. And guess what? I resisted, and it passed again. I was so afraid to step out in faith. But finally, one day in church, it got quiet, and I said, all right, Lord, this is it. I'm going to do it. And I blurted out, thus saith the Lord. And I remember I felt so foolish because I didn't know what to say after that. All that came was, thus saith the Lord, I love you. And I remember thinking, what a silly prophetic word. Did we have to have a word of prophecy to know that God loves us? But that for me was the point of no return. And once I passed it, it opened the door for me to begin to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You just have to get over yourself. You got to take the dive. You got to step out in faith. I remember when Denise and I were in Arkansas pastoring a little church. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is not where I've called you. I called you to take the teaching of the Bible to the nations. Well, that seemed so impossible at that moment. Denise and I were pastoring a little church stuck in Arkansas. No one knew who we were. We really didn't know anybody else. And yet the Holy Spirit told me it was time to begin our teaching ministry. 
And for us to leave Arkansas was such a big step of faith. And to be honest, we were not living a very fine life at that time. We were living in abject poverty in a house that was so dilapidated it should have been bulldozed. But it was all we knew. It was security to us. And to leave it was very, very difficult. I really understand when people have a hard time passing the point of no return and stepping out in faith because we've been there. But the day we drove over the bridge that left Arkansas and passed over into Oklahoma, something broke off of us and we stepped into our future. And I remember when we got to Tulsa, we moved in with my parents because we didn't have any money. Nobody knew us. Who was going to have me in to teach the Bible? And my father said to me, Rick, who is going to invite you to speak in their church? No one even knows who you are. Well, guess what? I was asking the same question. Who's going to have me? Nobody even knows who I am. But I had a word from the Lord. And step by step, Denise and I began to past the point of no return. We preached at a little bitty meeting. We preached in home Bible studies. I preached in a funeral home. I preached anywhere a door opened. We were going to do what God called us to do. And finally, it began to be blessed. We were living in our dream. We were receiving up to 900 invitations a year. And suddenly, my pastor, who was Bob Yandian at that time, said, Rick, you need to write a book. So I said, okay, if my pastor's telling me to write a book, I'm going to write a book. I was a little nervous about writing the book. I had a previous bad experience with somebody who criticized something that I wrote. And when I sat down to start on that book, I felt that earthquake in the pit of my stomach. Here I was again, the point of no return. But if this is what God was calling me to do, then it was time for me to take the dive and do it. I just had to jump. And I decided, hey, if I'm going to write a book, then I need to advertise it. There are so many people who write books and they have no way to distribute their books. Wonderful books are sitting in boxes in garages and nobody ever even hears of them. So I began to investigate ways that I could advertise the new book. And I discovered that Charisma Magazine back in that, those days was the very best way to advertise. So we designed a full page ad and I took the leap again. It was the point of no return. I remember thinking, oh, this is so audacious because the top of the advertisement said, this is the book you've been waiting for. And when I saw it in print, I thought, Rick, that is so arrogant to say that. But guess what? The phone began to ring. And in 30 days, we sold 10,000 copies of that book. And it was my very first book, any book. This sells 10,000 copies in the first 10 days in the Christian market. That is a best-selling book. But I had to get over me. I had to pass the point of no return. And God was blessing us. We had finally purchased a home in Tulsa. We were so proud of our home. 900 invitations a year preaching, 450 times a year in churches and conferences and seminars. And suddenly, I was invited to go on a mission trip to the Soviet Union. And at that time, it really was the Soviet Union. Ah. And I found myself saying, yes, I'll go. I really didn't want to go, but they kind of conned me into this mission trip. And I'm a man of my word. So since I said I would go, I went. And when I arrived in the former Soviet Union and stood in front of the Bible school that I was going to teach for the very first time, and I opened my Bible, I heard the Holy Spirit say, welcome to your new home. <laughs> I looked at that crowd of students 
And I knew that I heard what the Holy Spirit said. He said, welcome to your new home. Home? This is my home? What about my ministry back in the United States? And immediately I knew where I was. I was at the point of no return. God was giving me a new assignment and immediately my mind began to argue, well, what about my ministry in the United States? I've got a team in the United States that needs to be paid. How am I going to pay for my ministry there? If I move to this part of the world that seems so dilapidated and abandoned, there's no money here to support my ministry. And if I move my family here, if this is my new home, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to support my family? How, how, how? Am I going to do this? In front of me was the future. God was showing me what to do next. But everything in me was reeling, saying, how? How is this possible? And I struggled for months privately, saying, God, do you really want me to do this? And finally, one day, I was at a mission conference, and the presence of all those missionaries, the anointing of God was working, my heart opened, and I found myself standing in front of a room full of missionaries publicly announcing, <laughs> I hadn't even told Denise yet, publicly announcing, I'm going to move my family to the Soviet Union. People began clapping, shouting, they rushed forward, they began to lay hands on me and prophesy on me. And you know, when you're in the anointing, it's really easy to do things like that, to make decisions that are difficult. But when I got back to my hotel room that night, I, I remember thinking, what did you do? What did you say? You're a man of your word. You have publicly said you're going to move your family to the Soviet Union. Now, if you don't do it, everybody's going to think you disobeyed God or you don't know the voice of God. I felt so trapped because I'd passed that point where now I had to go forward. And that night, I literally spent the entire night on my knees, hugging the toilet bowl, vomiting because of the earthquake in the pit of my stomach as I was becoming aware that I was passing the point of no return. But praise God, I did. Look what God has done in my life. And my friend, the testimony goes on and on and on. When we got to the former Soviet Union as a family, then God spoke to me and Denise and told us that we were to begin our television ministry. No one had ever started a TV ministry like that in the Soviet Union. It was illegal. This was a land of atheism. That's where I'm coming to you from right now. Look what God has done in all of these years. But God was waiting for me to say yes. And when the Lord first spoke to me and said, I want you to take Sunday school into every home of the former Soviet Union on television, I immediately said, but I don't know anything about television in the former Soviet Union. God, I think you're speaking to the wrong guy. And the Lord said, no, I'm speaking to you. Denise was sitting by me. I turned to her and I said, Denise, has the Lord said anything to you about what we're to do next? And she said, yes, Rick, the Lord's telling me we're to go on television. We both heard the same thing. And in that moment, we knew we were passing the point of no return. We didn't even own a camera. I didn't even know anything about cameras. We had no studio. We had no employees at that time. So here I was standing on the diving board once again, <laughs> hearing the Lord say, jump. It was time for us to do what he was telling us to do. You know, when I was a child and I took the first dive off the diving board, it seemed so daunting 
But after that, I loved to dive. I loved to hit that water, and I became a great swimmer. But it had to begin with a willingness to jump. And my friends, if God is telling you to do something, it might be time for you to jump. Now, this entire series is called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. It's not just enough to dive. You've got to match it with common sense. And that's what you're going to be learning in these 10 programs. And it's going to be absolutely wonderful. But today, I begin with my own testimony about passing the point of no return. And when we come back tomorrow, I'm going to share a little bit more of my testimony. But we've already seen in Joshua chapter 1 that Joshua was passing the point of no return after the death of Moses. That was a moment of crisis. He couldn't turn the clock back. He couldn't say, hey, Moses, give me a few more moments. I need to talk to you one more time before I step into your position. Moses was gone. And the Bible says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise. That moment comes when it's time for you to quit praying and quit thinking about what you're going to do. And it's time for you to arise and to cross over into what God has called you to do. We're going to continue talking about this tomorrow, so please don't miss it. But hey, right now my announcer is going to tell you about some wonderful resources. And at the end of the program, I'm going to come back to pray for you. Many people know what they're supposed to do. But at times, the path to get there is like crossing the raging waters of the Jordan River at flood stage. They just don't know how to get from where they are to where they need to be. In this series, The Point of No Return, Rick takes us into the life of Joshua to learn how he stepped across the Jordan into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God has a fabulous future waiting for you too. But to get there, you must make a decision to pass the point of no return. In this insightful 10-part series, you'll learn God is waiting for you to take the big leap into your promised land. God doesn't choose people by accident. What to do if your assignment seems impossible? How to understand your boundaries and perimeters? The five primary reasons people fail. This faith-filled series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. We're also offering the accompanying book, The Point of No Return, for $15. In his classic and updated message, Rick presents a clear, no-nonsense approach to help you prepare for and carry out each new assignment God gives you in pursuit of His purpose for your life. Don't miss these exciting offers, the series The Point of No Return and the companion book The Point of No Return. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, how far they would have traveled, and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. When I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the timeless story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. 
Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Today, we just got started on the brand new series, which is called The Point of No Return. And today, I've been sharing my testimony about how Denise and I have passed the point of no return many times in our life. And guess what? We're still passing it over and over. God's putting more on our plate. And every time he does, we have to say yes, and we have to take the dive into what he's asking us to do. And my friends, if it seems daunting, you can get over it. You can pass the point of no return. You need to order this series because it will encourage you, or maybe you should order it for somebody else who's stepping out to do something new in their lives. And it comes with a great study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title, The Point of No Return, which I wrote when we first moved to the former Soviet Union. It is loaded with encouragement and anointing. It is such a living book. I know this book will be a blessing to you. You can order all of these things by going online. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who financially supports us so that we can take this teaching to people all over the world. Partners are so important. Right from the privacy of your home, without ever getting out of your chair by going online, 
or by giving us a call and making a contribution, you can change someone else's life. That is amazing. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners, and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We give these two books to everyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. But Father, we thank you for today's program. And Lord, if you're speaking to us today, telling us to take the dive to do something new, Lord, we ask that you would help us to do it with courage and to also do it with common sense. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to help us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow, but please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says, where the word of a king is, there's power. 